Hello and welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Very somber today. A very disappointing game. Obviously we'll break that down. Um, before we do that though, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Be sure to like the Facebook page, comment on the Facebook page. And look, we'll respond. We'll respond. If you don't agree with what I'm saying, go ahead. Let me know. We'll do that. Um, good stuff coming up this week. Um, obviously, we're going to look a little bit ahead today regarding Michigan State's basketball team and former Michigan State tight end Jay Green is going to be back on the show. Um, I know he's one of our uh, biggest hits as far as uh, people come out and listen to this. So uh, we'll have him on, I think it, we agreed on Thursday. And we will uh, look ahead to spring football, uh, some of the stuff that's going to be decided there, uh, position battles, anything that interests that, uh, the transfer portal, what that holds for Michigan State, obviously losing uh, Kenneth Walker. But you keep Peyton Thorne, you keep Jaden Reed, so we'll break all that down. But... Last night, Michigan State's basketball season came to an end. Uh, Spartans lose to Duke. I don't even remember what the score was. Um, it doesn't really matter. Look, it was a four-point game. You know, and so, oh, well, they lost by nine. Yeah, it's free throws at the end of it. You know I don't count those. Um, and so, Michigan State uh, ends up losing to Duke very interesting how the game played out. Michigan State had, I think, like a six, seven minute stretch where they were only able to get two points in the first half. You do that and you keep it interesting with Duke. You hold a five point lead with, what, four or five minutes left. This is what this is what I was talking about, man. This, this is that effort that they showed where I thought they could legitimately win that basketball game. And they came out and they showed it. Uh, Max Christie misses a big three. Uh, could have really helped Michigan State, and then he has a turnover that results in a three-point play for Duke, where apparently you're allowed to just like start throwing elbows or whatever and just barreling guys over like that on fast breaks. Um, and I'm not blaming the officiating at all. You know, Michigan State had their opportunities. They missed box outs on free throws. They uh, missed a couple open looks. They had just absolutely terrible first help uh, lapses where uh, they weren't able to dig and take away the cutoff. Duke was able to drive middle, drive middle, drive middle, while Tom Izzo likes to run a no middle middle defense, and Duke was just getting every opportunity they could at the basket, and even when Marcus Bingham would come up to reject the shot. I mean, easy dump off, and that's what you saw last night. I mean, there, there's not a lot to break down. You, you saw what I saw. I mean, A.J. Hogarth had his moments at the end of the game. Tyson Walker kept Michigan State alive for a while. You know, Joey Hauser made a couple nice plays. Gabe Brown was unstoppable in the first half. Everybody, you know, Marcus Bingham was huge throughout the course of the game. Um, Yeah, he gave up a couple points because of the size issue, the strength issue, but he was huge during the course of the game. 
You know, Malik Hall was absolute garbage. <laughs> Julius Marble was absolute garbage. And, you know, that's sucks to say because I like them. Uh, you know, Jay Nakins hit a big shot. Like, the guys who played, for the most part, played well. And I, I made this comment even before I heard what Tom Izzo said. Uh, talking about how, you know, he's more disappointed this year, but he was angry last year with how it ended. You know, I come upstairs, my wife goes, hey, your mom's texting me. And I was like, what's she texting you about? She wants to know uh, you're okay. I was, I was like, well, what'd you say? She goes, oh, I just said you were angry. And I was like, you know what? I'm really not. Last year I was, because I don't think the team played to their potential. And I've told you guys a few times on the show, as a basketball coach, I always sit there and say, look, if you guys sit there, you give it your all. I, I don't care if you win by 100 or lose by 100. If you give me everything you got, I'm good with it. And I feel like they did. Malik Hall probably left something on the floor, and that makes me angry. Everybody else tried. That's all I can ask for. And, I mean, that's all you should be able to ask for. Duke's just the more talented team, and Michigan State made them earn it. Uh, if you give me 99% effort, we're going to have a problem. That's what, I t- that's what I tell the kids I coach. And, well, Michigan State, for the most part, gave 100%. Like I said, frustrated with Millie Call. Everybody else, I'm cool with it. You know, Max Christie had good moments. Showed that potential that where he could be a great player in the nation and I mean ultimately when you start looking at what this team's going to look like in the future he's going to be a part of it I don't think he's going pro I mean he disappeared over the back end of the season they said he got tired you go back and you look at uh, the Big Ten tournament the first two games of the tournament Maryland and Wisconsin he played well against Purdue played like garbage that's the third game in three days i don't know what it is i've never seen this before i have never seen a wing player just get tired with tom izzo and strength and conditioning in michigan state and you've heard anthony ianni talk about that type of stuff when he's been on the show uh it, it's unreal it's unreal and uh he looked like I mean, they talk about hitting a freshman wall. He ran into it head first, and it was ugly. But he got his legs under him when he got the little break between uh, the end of the regular season and the Big Ten tournament. He got a little bit of a break uh, between the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. Um, you know, he struggled in the first game, obviously, but. In, I mean, at the same time, he is just a freshman. He is still learning. And in the second game, he played well until he made that stupid turnover at the end of the game against Duke. So, that's where I stand right now with the... That's where I stand with him. Uh, Walker and Hogard. I'm big fans of... uh, how they both played. They both had their moments, even though Hogarth picked up a lot of fouls. I think one of them may have been cheap, but he nearly uh, fouled out of the game, or he 
may have fouled out of the game. I don't even fully remember. Um, but they both had uh, good moments, and they're going to be a, a two-headed monster at point guard. Walker may even play a little bit too when you come out and you look at uh, what Michigan State has next year, and that is a uh, that's going to be Gabe Brown gone, Max Christie, Jaden Akins. I mean, do you start Walker over Akins? You have uh, Trayvon Holloman coming in, and he, he's going to he might play that backup point guard position. Uh, Keon Coleman might see a more substantial role next year. Um, it's just uh, it. I think the wing position is going to be okay, but I think at the same time, Michigan State needs to go after the biggest transfer you can possibly get because you don't have a wing coming in. Now you have Jackson Kohler coming in um, as a big. Uh, you need one more. You need to hit another big in the transfer portal as well. You have two open scholarships. That's where you got to use them, one on the wing and one big because... Julius Marble can start, and maybe he takes that leap. And, I mean, obviously he's pro proven he can start at times for Michigan State. Um, but Malik Hall's not ready. We saw that. He's the captain on the team, right? Completely disappeared over the last two games. Um, he's trying to be too much of a small forward. Um, and I mean, obviously he can be a stretch four type. He, he he can't do what he was trying to do against Duke. And so the, that's where Michigan State needs to get better because Hauser's going to be gone, Bingham's going to be gone. May DiSizoko is not ready to. He, I don't I, I don't see a way he's going to be ready to play um, anywhere between 25 and 15 minutes a game, 25 and 10 minutes a game. When you just look at uh, just his nature, his style right now, he's he's not ready for it. Um, he had some big moments later in the year. He looked good, but, I mean, we're being real. He's not ready. So that's uh, ultimately where this team stands. And, look, I, I, th I think this team can be good. And, the you know, the transfer portal is not – Closed. It's, you know, just starting to open up. Michigan State's going to be able to dig through there to see if they find something they like. Uh, you, you know, you've, you've pulled Joey Hauser out of there. And while, uh, you know, he gave you that Davidson performance, he wasn't really consistent. You've pulled Tyson Walker out of there. He, he, I think he's coming along. I think he's going to be the guy, and I think he knows it next year. Um, he, he, I don't think he'll even be the captain. I don't even know if he'll start, like I said, because A.J. Hogarth's starting to show a little bit of that. But, uh, and you guys know my obsession with Hogarth, his attitude, the way he can play. Um, you know, yesterday he was terrible with the self-side defense, but the, I, I feel like he's a true leader on the team, and he's, he's one of those gutsy players that, you know, Tom Izzo can build around, and so I don't know if Walker's going to start, but he's definitely the closer. 
Um, Aikens is going to be good. I think, uh, trying to, and, you know, I, I, I think Christie's coming back. So, do, do you have a decent starting lineup if you roll out Hogarth, Aikens, Christie, Hall, and Marble? Yeah, it's okay, but you've, you've got to get a big. You have to get a big, and I don't care if it's at the four spot or the five spot. Hall or Marble should not be starting next year. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at the same type of thing you did this year, the same type of thing you did last year. Now, if the team brings the energy against Duke that they played against everybody all year, look, then you're not facing Duke in the second round, man. And, and you're in the Sweet 16. But they didn't do it. That's how important the regular season is. You know, people say, oh, well, just because you play 68 games doesn't matter if you get in. And I mean, obviously, I threw that out the window two years ago, and I was concerned about Michigan State's streak ending. But, yeah, that's going to be a little bit of, I mean, uh, it, it matters. You're fighting for seeding. Now, if you're comfortably set at number one, number one seed, I don't give a crap about the Big Ten tournament. You know, you can throw that out the window. If you sit there and dominate the Big Ten to a point where, hey, you're playing a good number eight or whatever, uh, when the Big Ten tournament rolls around, I don't care about it then. Look, the, this is a team that can be top four in the Big Ten next year. Gabe Brown was gone for a month and a half. Marcus Bingham, I feel like, is truly going to be missed, but he was underutilized. And Joey Hauser was really hit and miss. And he was hit and miss with Hall, who's the guy who's going to be stepping in for him. You saw what they could do when they fought Purdue. You saw what they could do when they beat Wisconsin. You saw what they could do when uh, when they lost to Duke. So, that that's where I stand. I mean, I'm not I'm not angry at the season. Duke's a better team. It sucks that the season's over and I don't get to watch basketball anymore. But there, I don't have a problem with... Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, they fall like crazy, that's all you can ask for. Now, I, like I said, I want to see him hit the transfer portal. I think that's going to be absolutely huge. Um... And maybe Jackson Kohler steps into one of those roles right away. Um, in regard to that uh, center power forward uh, position. Um, maybe he steps in and he's ready for the Big Ten right away. But until then, I want to see the portal. I want to see Tom Izzo go out and get a legitimate go-to scorer. I think Tyson Walker can be that guy, but it's not going to help when he's fighting with A.J. Hogarth for uh, playing time. Like I said, uh, Jay Green's going to be on on Friday. We are going to turn our attention to football. Football coming. Uh, Peyton Thorne, Jaden Reed, Jacob Slade might be the best defensive tackle in the Big Ten. Darius, uh, Darius Snow, going to be a huge piece of the team. Could be an absolute stud this season, breaking out. Uh, 
you know, a lot to look forward to as far as that goes, the position battles, the new transfers, some near speed. Uh, guys are going to look at it like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the tight end position, as stupid as that sounds. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, uh, Jay Green's going to be on. He's going to help us break all that down for you. But that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast. Like I said, we will be back on Thursday discussing the uh discussing the uh the football spring what that holds position battles to look out to how far and uh you know anything else uh jay green wants to talk about but that does it for us here on the trouble with the snap podcast i am tyler hayward